Welcome to the Not Old Better Show on radio and podcast. I'm Paul Vogelzag, and today's show is brought to you by archives.com. Please check out our show notes for more information about our sponsors, and please support our sponsors because they, in turn, support the show. Thank you so much for listening. We've got a great guest lineup today, as in plural guests, who I will introduce in just a moment. But quickly, if you missed any episodes, last week was our 660th episode, and we spoke to author and Smithsonian associate Dr. Michael Brenner, who's written the new book, Hitler's Munich, which is available in a lot of places for pre-order. Two weeks ago, I spoke with Smithsonian associate Dr. Mark Seifer about his new book, Tesla, Wizard at War, about Nikola Tesla's war efforts in technology. Wonderful stuff. Both episodes have been really well received. If you haven't heard them, go back and check them out. You can find our entire back catalog of shows all free for you on our website notold-better.com and if you leave a review we will read it at the end of each show so please leave reviews for us on apple podcasts today's interview is really amazing so much fun and extremely insightful i think we're talking with the old gays yes the old gays if you haven't heard of them please stay tuned for a wonderful interview the old gays are sensational and much more than just a fad. They are taking over social media at the ripe old age of about 60 to 70 plus years of age. And on TikTok, they have 8.4 million followers. That's on TikTok. So people all over the world enjoy their TikTok videos, commentary, humor, and their genuine, wonderful personalities. The old gays are often described as the Golden Girls for a new generation. I'm not so sure. I'll tell you after talking to them, and you'll hear this in our interview, they're much more than just an old TV show. We talked about their ages, how they met, their full backstory, what it meant to come out during a bygone era, and importantly, what they mean to others in the LGBTQ plus community. What are their challenges and what's next for them? In addition to their viral videos, the old gays who range in age from the mid-60s to the late-70s have appeared on the Drew Barrymore Show, the Today Show. They first gained attention when they were featured in promotional videos for the gay dating app Grinder. You'll love this interview. So much to tell you, so please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show on radio and podcast, all of the old gays. Well, Mick Peterson, Bill Lyons, Jesse Martin, and Robert Reeves. You guys are known as the Old Gays. I love that name. We're going to get into that. But first and foremost, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Yeah. I am so glad to talk to you. I'm excited about this conversation. I think you guys are doing such amazing things with your lives. And my audience, uh, those of us who are over age 60, I'm 65. You know, we love these stories of, you know, kind of second acts and doing things that are fun in life and, you know, keeping momentum as we kind of age. I love I mentioned the name of the group, the old gays. You guys are really kind of a group. Maybe let's start with kind of how you all met and why a group, not just just individuals. Well, we actually have known each other for quite some time, uh, well before we started filming. Uh, uh, I knew, uh, by the way, this is Robert speaking. I knew Matt Bill 
back in the 1980s when we were both living in San Francisco and uh, Mick uh, moved into my house in 2013 uh, and Jesse uh, moved across the street in 2013 and uh, we first met basically out in the street uh, at the mailbox and taking in the trash and we our friendship has just our mutual friendship has just grown uh, uh, over the years. Thank you for that, Robert. I, you know, I, I just have to hand it to you again. I, I think we all need friends as we as we age. We all need a little bit of a community, and, and you guys have just done this so well. But I'm really curious. I, I just want to probe a little bit further. Maybe Robert or Jesse or Mick or, you know, Bill, you could tell us what led to the group forming and then jumping onto TikTok. That might not be the first thing me and my community would think of necessarily is to jump onto TikTok because it's just a fascinating thing that you guys are doing. I love it. I love all the music videos that you guys are doing. It's very novel and unique. What led to that? Oh, well, it's very simple. Um, soon after I moved in, a young man named John Bates moved in as well. And uh, he became a very fast friends. He's much younger than us. Uh, he, I think John is half my age. And he, um, he had always been around um, older people, seniors in his life. He was raised by his grandparents. And uh, at that time, he started dating a guy in Los Angeles named of Ryan Itzak. Um, and Ryan moved subsequently, uh, came out here. He subsequently moved out here. And Ryan and John bought a house down the street. But uh, Ryan is a videographer, and he did some test work uh, featuring um, us and uh, put it on social media. And, um, you know, at, and then he uh, he was in a, uh, working at Grinder at the time. And so he uh, suggested our group, our foursome, uh, for some test videos there. And, and then we moved on to TikTok in early 20... 20- it was actually the end of 2020, December. Yeah, and that's when we first did our few TikToks, and they just sort of just took off. And uh, that's where the old days became who we are today. <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, I Again, I'm, I'm smiling. I just think this is just wonderful stuff that you guys are doing. Are you, are you guys all happy about the celebrity status? And, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, what a time to be alive. This is just all great stuff. Oh, this is Bill. I have to tell you, I'm still overwhelmed by what's going on. I mean, it, 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 it hasn't settled in and it just keeps getting better and better. So uh, I'm happy as a clam. Yeah, and I think we're all happy. Yeah, keeping us busy and it's um, giving us something to do in our old age. And us young. And, and the people we are meeting are incredible as we keep doing these collabs and uh, uh, the various events and all. So it just keeps growing. This is Mick. And you know what's amazing is to find out, you know, who, you know our demographics, although we cross over many different types of, uh, you know, 
the demographics, types of diverse people. But one of the things that uh, that impresses me the most is is um, how many young women are following us, uh, and uh, well, <laughs> sending their comments again. Just the best to you guys. Congrats for all of this. Do you feel? Because it, I do, I hear this in your voice that that your voices that that you're 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 proud of this, and so I'm I'm wondering, do you feel as though you're being rewarded in some very genuine ways? I know you're getting compensated, and and that's that's a fantastic thing, and and I am all for that, absolutely. But do you feel rewarded in maybe a social sense, or are you feeling as though you're you're doing some good with all of this? This is just saying I feel uh, good about it all. Socially, I'm crazy. I'm the social bunny around here. And it's wonderful just stepping out, getting those hugs, seeing people that we have been traveling and they stop us at airports and everywhere. And um, I mean, what more could you ask for? So much love. And, and it's just all the people telling us how we've made their day or how we've taken them out. I mean, it's a wonderful feeling to know that we're having fun and the people are loving us. Yeah, this is Nick. I would say the most rewarding thing is when you read the comments as to how much, you know, we can work in a person's life. You know, so many of our LGBT brothers and sisters are living in countries and places where they cannot be open about their uh, their identity. And so, uh, you know, it's hard. The stress on that uh, is unimaginable. And uh, so I'm, I'm so pleased that we can bring a little sunshine into people's lives. Thank you for that, for all of you, and, and for the sunshine, too, especially because I, I do get that sense as, as I've been following you, as I've been doing my research about you. There are some wonderful comments from people who just – they're seeing – you know they're seeing what you're doing and they're responding in such positive ways. I can't help but think, though, from a serious perspective, Mick, as, as you were just talking, that you know perhaps many in my audience might even be surprised to learn of this from other companies, from other countries. I think many in my audience might be surprised to learn that there's old gay discrimination that exists and it's in housing and jobs. And I wonder, would, would my audience be surprised to learn of this? What, what do you guys think of that, of the discrimination that exists and that it's still, it's still hard. It's still difficult. Well, you know, the, the, the stereotype of um, an old gay um, person is that an old gay person doesn't exist. I mean, I think we've been invisible and just by developing an awareness by other people and, you know, changing people's preconceptions of what, you know, somebody in their seniors years can actually do, can actually accomplish. And uh, I think that's incredible. We'll be right back with Robert Reeves, Mick Peterson, Bill Lyons, Jesse Martin, known collectively as the old gays. We're going to talk about ageism. We're going to talk about HIV, monkeypox. And we're going to talk about what's next for the old gays. So please stay tuned. Uncovering your family's history is simple and affordable at archives.com. Their tools are easy to use, but behind the scenes, powerful technology delivers 
valuable results. Archives.com is your one-stop shop for access to more than 11 billion records essential to family history. They have birth, marriage, and death certificates, as well as census and military records, newspapers, photos, and family trees. You can also take advantage of their online collection of 20,000 rare volumes of family and local history books. These unique records, paired with their other extensive collections, help you connect with your ancestors. They forge strong partnerships to bring you exclusive content and are constantly adding new records to their collections to make new discoveries possible. Find out why family historians trust Archives.com to make family history easy and intuitive. Start a free trial today and see what's available at Archives.com. They'll put family history at your fingertips. We are back with TikTok stars, Robert Reeves, Mick Peterson, Bill Lyons, and Jesse Martin, known collectively as the old gays. Well, guys, I know um, ages uh, for, for, you, for you all, and, uh, uh, and, and, and I'm just thrilled to see you guys at this point doing these wonderful things, but you probably grew up in some you know, they call it the turbulent 60s, the, you know, the crazy 60s. But it was probably very challenging to be gay during that period of time. And I wonder, maybe you can share with me one or two of your, your coming out stories to your parents and maybe share how, how old you, you were. Well, I, I, in the 60s, I was living in San Francisco. And it, it, um, I came out when I was in high school. But I actually, I never came out to my parents at all. I never came out to anybody. Um, sort of my coming out was when I first was intimate with a man. But in the late 60s and 70s in San Francisco, it, it wasn't a challenge. Of course, it was so liberal. We were having the time of our lives. Uh, this is Mick. Uh, I'm a little younger than uh, um, Bill, and, and I grew up in an age of, of much more activism. I mean, um, really, you know, where sex was uh, with a man or somebody of the same gender was a political act. And, you know, uh, the AIDS epidemic had just begun to rear its uh, very ugly head. And so I was one of those people who marched. You know, I lived in Los Angeles at the time, and so I marched to the federal building on, on Wilshire Boulevard and and protested and stuff like that. And so, uh, for me, coming out was to my parents, and this was in the early '80s. This is uh, Robert, and uh, I grew up in Arkansas, and uh, there was literally no gay life that was talked about uh, during the times that I was growing up. And uh, I went to school in St. Louis in 1961. And while there was gay life in St. Louis, it was very hidden away, back street alleys to uh, enter the few uh, bars that were there. And, uh, uh, so, uh, it, my coming out, if you will, was a very long drawn out process. Jesse here from Tennessee. Um, 
I came out of birth <laughs> uh, when I left mom. Um, I was very sexual. Uh, didn't know what it was, but I just liked male people. And I had that. Um, did grow up dating women because we had to. And I was a churchy boy, so um, I had to get past that, too. And I'm still luckily accepted in my church that I go to. So, there. That's a big deal, too. Just say thank you for sharing that all of you. Yeah, thank you, because I, I, I think that's important. I'm, I'm the father of a, of a gay man, and, um, and we, we're kind of churchy. And I think it was very challenging for my son, who's now 29, um, to come out at, at age 14 when he did. And I think that these times... Um, have brought, you know, some acceptance, some understanding. I, I think my understanding and acceptance has grown. I've changed. Um, my, my son has definitely changed. My wife. We've all grown from this. I wonder how do how did you guys grow during these these times, both both physically and emotionally, over the years? And I've all. This is Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, okay. This is Bill. And I mean, I've always grown since I didn't have any peers or anything to look up to. I've always just sort of grown myself. And I've always looked at myself as a person first and then that I'm gay. So it has helped me to grow tremendously. And this is Robert. Uh, I've always known that I was gay from a very early age. Uh, and uh, to this day, I've, I've never had a sexual experience with a woman. I've never had the desire. And I've always lived my life, I feel honestly, uh, I'm just not blatant about it, or at least growing up, I wasn't. Uh, but I was myself, and the more I got into the, the more I grew, uh, and uh, after graduating from college and got into my professional life, uh, I uh, 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 really kind of asserted myself in sometimes quiet ways, but uh, I was always, I always felt like I was true to myself. And then in 1980, I moved to San Francisco. And from that point on, it was, you know, pretty open. Uh, this is Mick. Uh, every morning, I'm very blessed to still be alive. Every morning I wake up thankful that I am a gay, bisexual man. And I have been so and open about it uh, for, for 40, 50 years. And I'm very pleased with it. And I would ha not have it any other way. Again, thank you for for just the honesty and the the candor. I, I I'm sensitive to these subjects, but I think it's it's helpful for all of us to hear your wonderful positive stories because I think they're inspirational. 
I want to be serious for just a a minute more and and talk about monkeypox, talk about HIV. You guys have been equally candid, Mick and Robert, you both have, of course, of your respective diagnoses. You know, this was really a death sentence, uh, you know, early on. It, It doesn't seem to be that way anymore. First question is, how are you guys doing? I'm doing extremely well uh, and following protocols and and, uh, uh, living the good luck. This is Mick. Um, I'm going to hell in a (laughs) handbasket. Mick, I've seen pictures of you. I I can't really... I, I don't know that I see that, but but I don't mean to be glib either. But but I do hope you're okay. Are, are you? Are, are you I, I'm sorry. The, the, the way I put it is this: first of all, um, if you are HIV negative, please continue to stay that way. Um, you don't want to get this virus. Or if you do zero convert, you know, see a doctor and get on a reg regimen. And uh, because being on a regimen has kept both Bob and myself alive. You must take your meds every day, and that's a mantra. Again, thank you for your candor. And I know know you guys all have partnered with Walgreens. Walgreens' new app has some features in it that you guys are talking about. And I, I, just on the heels of what you were just saying, Mick, you know, take your meds, you know, make sure to be mindful of the physician's guidance, the protocols involved. Maybe tell us a little bit about the Walgreens partnership and in particular what you see in the app as being so helpful for consumers to stay on top of their health. Well, this bill and one of the things that they do that is extremely helpful is their Save-A-Trip where you can get all of the prescriptions that you have in a timely manner at the same place so you're not completely running back and forth to Walgreens with your things, you can have them delivered to you. And I have to tell you, I had a Walgreens delivery the other day and the delivery person was so handsome. I wanted to call up and get more prescriptions. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Walgreens hiring processes there. (laughs) (laughs) This, This is Robert. And I've been using Walgreens ever since I can remember. And uh, I know here in the Palm Springs area, uh, uh, when I go to get my medications, um, it, it, everybody knows me, and I, I feel like it's old friends getting together and. Uh, quite often the, uh, Walgreens will, uh, remember I have a prescription due for refill before I do. And I'll get a, a call telling me that my prescription is ready to be picked up. Uh, this is Mick. The cool thing about Walgreens and its partnerships uh, and its work with the HIV community, uh, I remember when I was a patient at uh, Desert AIDS Project, DAP, there's a Walgreens right inside uh, their main uh, their main building over on Sunrise and Vistachino here in Palm Springs. And uh, what I found was the convenience of it, but also uh, use of both the website and the apps 
is that you can just type in and uh, get your notice and get everything sent. You can either have it delivered or you can pick it up. It's very, very easy. Well, you know, it seems to me that the campaign um, is a real positive one in terms of inclusivity, you know, and as a a parent, uh, you know, I, I do... I do look at companies differently that offer this idea of inclusivity for for specifically for members of the LGBTQ plus community and and beyond. But I'm I'm pleased to talk about that and and I'm I'm happy that you guys are experiencing some of that stuff too. Let me let me ask a question of you that I know my audience really does think about quite a bit with regard to just general later in life activity. What does it mean to all of you to have this success? later in life. All of you guys are over age 65. I think, Mick, you're the youngest. I think you might be 66. I'm 65. So we're all, we're close here. So what are you guys thinking about success at this point in your lives? Well, I, this is Robert. And for me, uh, it's giving me a real energy boost because, uh, uh, my days are very full. Uh, uh, we get together four or five days a week to do our filming and strategize on uh, what we're going to be doing. And so there's never a dull moment. Oh, this is Mick. I think the greatest accomplishment that I can say of this whole period is I can now bench press two 40 pound dumbbells. Wow. And I can do that for 64 counts. Wow. 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 Eight sets of eight. They were always learning something about each other. Yeah. That is Mick, my, uh, my hat is off to you. That is really impressive. I, I try to be kind of a workout guy and exercise guy, and there's no way I could do that weight, but, uh, congrats on that. Absolutely. You're welcome. Jesse. Just yeah, congrats. Jesse feels like a kid. I tell you what, I laugh so much. And I go home grinning, really. Almost, I'm exhausted because right now this humidity in Palm Springs is a killer. Uh, but we're fighting through it and we're going because we know the fall is coming and it's going to cool down and we'll be working more outside than we are right now. And we have a very exciting fall coming up. Yes, we do. Well, good. Well, let's talk about that, too, because I've read a lot about the docuseries. And so maybe update us about what's coming up in the fall and then update us about the status of the docuseries. We can't say much about it right now. Um, Okay. The the docuseries is something that's still being worked on uh and uh, they keep giving us encouraging words uh but in september we have a a series of things coming up uh we're going to uh san diego and we're gonna be uh attending a concert of michael buble Wonderful. And uh, possibly doing collab oh, with wow. him. And uh, uh, we're going to be on the cover of Out Magazine. 
and we went to. Yeah, uh, this is Mick. Um, yeah, I, I guess Out Magazine is doing uh, the Out 100 series that's supposed to be done. And um, yes, we've been contacted. Wow. And and we really can't talk to you very much about our book coming out. <laughs> okay. Well, the, you know, there's just two reasons now that I'm I'm making a note to myself to have you guys back. I want to I want to hear more about the book, absolutely, and then I want to talk to you guys about the docu series as it gets nearer to completion. I, I'm a follower on TikTok. You've got 7.9 million followers as of today. Congrats, congrats, congrats! So, you guys are really in a position as influencers today. You know, in just that broad sense, and so I wonder. What do you say to younger gay men today, and and what do you say to all of us? How do we be a little bit more human to each other? Well, Robert, here first of all is when you talk to people is to uh, don't be confrontational. Everybody has their own individual viewpoint on things, and everybody needs to that. And you may disagree, but you need to respect it and be civil. I think one of the biggest problems today is people aren't civil to each other. Oh, this is Mick. Um, well, you know, um, you're talking about that uh, gay men and uh, gay men, because we're gay men, should be nicer to each other, right? Yeah, I mean, I think generally, I I think yes, very specifically, you know, and I've I've talked about this before. I'm I'm the father of a gay man. What what advice do you give to these young gay men today? Oh well, what I would give advice to your son is um, don't practice good manners or try to set up a relationship if you're on a dating app. There's no way that's going to happen. Uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to look for that, you have to look for that in another place. But don't expect to find love or respect on a dating app. Good. Good to know. Anybody else want to weigh in on that subject about just how, how do we be a little bit more human to each other? Just say here, I say get out, see each other. People just. Stay at home and don't do anything. How are you going to meet someone, especially if you're looking for a relationship, if you're sitting at home and Nick says, be chesty on you, he's right. You know, just use your brains. Have common sense about the whole thing. And go out to have fun, not necessarily to find a relationship. And that's, that's when I found my best ones. When I wasn't expecting it. Well, guys, Robert Reeves, Mick Peterson, Bill Lyons, Jesse Martin, thank you so much for your time. I would love to keep this conversation going. I know you guys are super busy, but I really want to catch up to you again and talk about the book, talk about the docuseries, hear more about your wonderful lives, all that you guys are doing. Congrats on all of this, especially at this point in your lives to be doing this wonderful work, meaningful stuff. Everybody's commenting on it. Really, my best to you, and stay healthy, all of you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks to Robert Reeves, Mick Peterson, Bill Lyons, and Jesse Martin, known collectively as the Old Gays, for joining me today and for their candor and honesty. Thanks to you, our equally wonderful audience. Please be safe. And I emphasize this because we need to all be safe by eliminating 
assault rifles. Assault rifles should be only in the hands of the military. They're killing our children and grandchildren in the very place they learn, school. Please, let's do better by eliminating assault rifles. Let's talk about better. The Not Old, Better Show. Thanks, everybody, and I'll see you next week.